Johnny Gomes, everybody, the legend. Um, Johnny, thanks so much, man, for uh, hopping on. I know I've sent, like, billions of DMs, but, hey, in the end of the day, like, I had to send it, man. You're, you're the GOAT. Like, it, it was worth it. So uh, I, I, know, I know it took a while to get you on, but we finally did it, and I'm pumped. No, nah, man, I appreciate your passion. That's pretty cool. I mean, it's like anything else, man. You got to grind and shine. I wasn't dodging you by any means, but, um, you know, it, yeah, whatever, whatever, man. All good. Anytime I can talk, ball, I'm in. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, yeah, I mean, hope all is well with you and your family during this crazy time as well. And, um, you know, once again, I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, this is unreal. So, I mean, I guess to start off, I mean, I, how about you tell us how you grew passion for the game of baseball, right? I mean, it was the beginning of the legendary career. Yeah, I mean, so born and raised in uh, Northern California. So um, just north of San Francisco, you know, like, like the wine country, I'm like in Napa Valley. Um, so the super cool thing when I was a kid was man, we had two teams in the backyard. You know, we had the Oakland A's and the San Francisco Giants, like right there. Um, you're either A's fan or a Giants fan, and you're either a Niner fan, San Francisco uh, Niner, or you were a Oakland Raider fan. I mean, uh, right. San Jose Sharks came in, uh, Golden State Warriors right there. Uh, I mean, we, we had a plethora of teams. Um, it's funny, I was actually just talking about it the other day. Uh, so I was nine years old, man. Um, and the Oakland A's are playing the San Francisco Giants in the World Series. You know, that was uh, – everyone remembers it, as, you know, the Earthquake Series. Um, yeah. You know, I look back at it as that, that's where baseball took off for me. Right, yeah. uh, Like, kind of had, like, you know, a puffed-out chest. It was, like, two of the best <laughs> in the world or, like, right in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of on the A's, you know, for a little bit, but – you know, yeah. at nine years when they won, then I was like, I'm definitely an A's fan now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So, watching those early early 90 A's and late 80 A's, man, they, they were good. You know, they went to the World Series uh, three straight years. Uh, I mean, we had championship ball right in my backyard. So, yeah. you know, that, that's where it kicked off. Absolutely, man. Hey, and it's the beginning of a legendary career for sure. Um you know, you went to Santa Rosa Junior College as well. Um, you know, it sounds like at a young age, like, you developed, like, this you, – you were driven to, like, you know, make it to the collegiate level and, and playing professionally, right? Like, you always had that goal in mind, right, after that experience? Um, you know, to tell you the truth, uh, like, this whole time, like, like I was a realist, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I was, like – I'm just going to give the game my all. And if it wasn't good enough, like I'd walk away, you know, I'd never be like, I'd never be bummed. Of if I didn't get drafted, I didn't get a college scholarship or whatever. Um, I mean, there's some, some other elements in life. I could give it my all and make it nowhere. You know, like I'm never going to be a good long distance runner. So like I can give it my all and never enter a race and I'd, be totally cool with it but um yeah I invested it all my time all my effort all my energy into this but I was a realist and I was like I don't get drafted if I don't get all this boom it's not for me you know on to the next page um 
So it's pretty cool, man. Like, like unique story at the end of my sophomore year, junior college, I had zero college scholarships, like mm -hmm. zero. So it was uh, a weird time in my life about like what's next. Um, Cause as it stands, I'm not going to college because I needed a college scholarship. I wasn't going to pay for it. Um, I didn't have the, I didn't have the money to pay for it. So just on to the next, you know, good. You freaking gave it my all. And I played two years of Juco, which, you know, is cool. Um, so I actually, I, I enrolled into the Marines. Um, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, you know, head out and wow. just out of the blue, I got a, uh, a call from a scout and call from these people that they wanted me to go to a tryout for the Tampa Devil Rays and ended up going and I don't know, man, put on a little show at the tryout and, and they ended up drafting me. So they, uh, they actually screwed my plans up. You know, because I, I I was already yeah. heading out. Um, yeah, I ended up getting 18th round and took off. Hey, we're we're glad they did, man. We're glad they did. I mean, you you changed the game, bro. So, uh, man, that's a crazy story, man. That's I mean, major props, dude. That's that's so dope. Um, that that's awesome, man. Um, you know, what was your friends and family reaction? You know, throughout that time for you, right? Because that was obviously a very pivotal moment in your life, right? Like what were they, what were they encouraging for you? So, I mean, it might be a little bit before your time, but like Tampa Bay, you know, so I got drafted at one Tampa Bay totally sucked. You know, they were losing a hundred games a year, green unis hanging out in Tampa. Um, you know, I'm telling my friends and family, like, you know, I got drafted like, and they, you know, they didn't even know Tampa was a pro team. <laughs> yeah so it was kind of weird that like you know if I would have got drafted by you know the Sox or the Yankees or the Cubs it would have been like oh boom um but uh yeah they I mean everyone back home like they didn't even know who Tampa was at the time right so it was kind of this and that and I was like you know yeah whatever man I'm yeah I'm gonna be a pro athlete and all this stuff and um yeah, so they, they're excited. I mean, it, it, it was a quick time in the minors. It was a lot of, lot of you know, luck and a lot of, you know, good hops. So I got drafted in 01 and made my debut in 03. So that was a, you know, that was a pretty quick time through the minors. And, you know, I made my debut at Yankee Stadium. And once I made my debut at Yankee Stadium, then they're like, oh, all right, yeah. Right, you're, yeah. You're, yeah, they're, yeah, they were ready, man. They were ready to get rolling for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that must've been like crazy for you. Like, did it hit you? Like, holy shit. Like I'm playing professional baseball now. Like talk about those first few years in the league, right? Because what you just told me, man, I can't imagine what would be going through my head. And just like that, in the blink of an eye, you're playing at Yankee stadium at a young age in the pros, only a couple years in the minors, you're a prominent figure and boom, just like that. I mean, Take us through that moment, man. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it truly is. You know, for it to happen like that fast was like a unique scenario to like compete, right? Like you're competing against people like other players, dudes that are like your favorite player. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> this is too fast, man. Like, like yeah. I like not like you before like I'm you know it's like to step in the box my first at bat was you know off David Wells it was just like 
such an honor, you know, right. let alone I got to help my damn ball club win. You know, right. I got to freaking try and take this deep, you know, let alone be <laughs> like, like in awe. Right. So, uh, right. I feel you. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I mean, when you're stepping in the box, like, bro, there's no time for, like, I'm just so glad to be here. You know, it's like, Oh, it's like, look who's I'm facing or look who's playing short or center. Like I <laughs> had to go out the window, like super quick, like yeah, yeah. going away yeah. to like, I'm trying to take your ass deep, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. That, and that truly was like an adjustment. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, because you were in Tampa from 2003 to 2008, um, I believe. I mean, you know, yeah. that must have been just like, you know, talk about those, you know, first few years. Like, you must have felt like, you know, that must have gained so much confidence for you, right? Like, moving forward, right? You were like, all right, I've already been in the league so for, for a good amount of time. I, I started – I got called out uh, – called up young – um, to start with a raise, um, and then the next the next few years you go to um, you play with the Reds, Nationals, and A's. Um, you know, so that take us through that time period, right, from 2009 to 2012. In terms of, you know, mentally, you just probably feel like you're the shit, right? Like you probably like, man, I got this, man. Like, tell us about the confidence in those three years. Yeah, I mean, you know, our ball club you know, it wasn't that good. You know I mean? We kind of shocked the world, you know, in 2008, you know, it's one of those seasons that kind of gets lost because, you know, I mean, I think a lot of seasons get lost unless you don't win the world series, which is understandable. But, you know, in 2008 with Tampa, I mean, we won the AL East, you know, we went all the way to the uh, world series with a $43 million payroll. I mean, think about that now. I mean, you're paying pitchers $35 million a year, and our whole ball club of 25 dudes is making a combined $43 million. Um, you know, and then in 2007, we finished last in the division. 2008, we win the division and go all the way to the World Series. Um, so, yeah, man, that was a pretty magical year, that one. But, I mean, even, you know, from when I started, you know, even though the team wasn't that good, though, but just, like, sniffing the environment and bumping bumping elbows and seeing how, like, some of the best work and playing the Yankees and playing the Red Sox, you know, 19 times a year, seeing how they work, seeing how the, the media works and uh, doing all this stuff. I mean, I think it was one of the, you know, best things that could have groomed me um, for the Sox. Right. Um, you know, you know, playing in that division for five years and knowing how it all works and right. knowing how the fans relate to players and, um, you know, this and that. But um, so, you know, being able to land with the Sox, there was a time I was going to go to the Yankees. It didn't work out, which is fine. Um, but, uh, yeah, landing with the Sox, you know, later in my career, it, I think it was super helpful that I already had a foot in the door about, you know, what they're all about. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, so that was the 2012 offseason. So the time where you were deciding to play with the Yankees, was that during that time period? Was that – was it – were you really picking and choosing between – No, no. I, it, it was before that. I mean, it was just talks, hearsay, all this stuff. Um, but, I mean, when you're a free agent, you know, like seven times, you, you've talked to every ball club. You know, there's there's opportunities to go everywhere. You never know where you're going to land. But, um, yeah, I mean – I was super, man, I, I was super pumped to uh, go to the Sox in 13 and, um, 
it was funny though because 2012 was terrible for the Sox. They had the huge trade yeah. uh, to the first coming off like the chicken and beer crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it was probably the only time like ever that people were like, "Ooh, you're going to the Sox." Yeah. Uh, yeah. When you were still pumped, right? You were like, ah, oh, screw it, man. You're ready. <laughs> um, I mean, you know, I want to, you know, I mean, to play the game and to be a fan of the game and then just to be like, yeah, I go to work every day in a museum. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. and a museum. Uh, toe in the box, same box that freaking Ted Williams towed in and Jim Rice towed in. It's like, let's not take that for granted for a second. Yeah, man, for sure. Did anyone like, who, did anyone in particular like recruit you or played a heavy part in that off season or was that all like were were you just you just had your eyes set? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean that it, it's funny, you know. I mean, you know, you got 162 plus games, you do your work, and you know, we all have our agents and they do all these calls and all this stuff, and you know, they got your back too, put you in a place where you can succeed and so between the general manager and other places you know they they do all that stuff but um yeah when I knew the Sox were, were interested I was like you know hell yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely man absolutely and you know we're we're pumped too that it happened I mean 2013 was was obviously a crazy year for for many reasons and um yeah me and Andrew here I mean we, we could definitely yeah speak for it man like yeah, that was my favorite Red Sox team you guys were just like unbelievable so relentless all came together at the right time it was unbelievable incredible yeah it was I mean just a crazy year I mean take us through you know your perspective of that year I mean you know whether it was the World Series or the marathon of course I mean take us through your your thoughts throughout that year first year in yeah I mean you know you look back on it now it's just you know, top to bottom, like, so unique. Like, a team like that, like, will never get assembled like that again in a big market. Like, we had, like, big market – or we, we had, like, big name, like, baseball dudes. We had, like, big name, like, baseball heart guys, you know, like a Ryan Dempster, a Napoli, a Victorino, um, you know, a Steven Drew, a David Ross. Like, great players, right? But, you know um, – they're not really going to sell tickets, right? They're not going to have that huge splash. Um, you know, when you see, like, these big signings and the freaking GM and this are holding a jersey and putting them on the freaking press conference. I mean, I think we signed – I think they signed, like, nine dudes, and I don't think there was a press conference for any of them. You know, it's like, yeah, they signed. All right, next. Uh, you know, and uh, – but, man, I mean, it was – awesome right when we got to spring training you know with the core dudes the lesters the poppy the um uh pedroyas like man they had zero hang up on 2012 you know it was like, yeah. just like highlight delete you know on to the next right then you get that like dempster who's just sniffing a world series you got a dude like napoli he's been in the world series twice and hasn't won it um, you got Steven Drew's been to the playoffs and hasn't won it. You got to do like David Ross, been to the playoffs, haven't won it. I've been to the playoffs four times, haven't won it. Um, yeah, no one really caught that mojo early of just how hungry we were. You know, we're straight, you know, whatever, pick for last, whatever that means. But, um, yeah, the mojo was just to win the damn thing. And, um, you know, from Jump Street, it wasn't like, you know, at the All-Star break, we realized we were good. I mean, we, we knew right, right out of the gate we were good. Absolutely, man. I mean, 
I just want to say, like, I have the up, utmost respect for you, man, in terms of, like, it's your first year in, right? And you just take on that leadership role. And, like, especially in such a pivotal year in Boston, man, like, honestly, caps off to you, man, because Absolutely. you took over and, like, Dude, you have no idea how many people you impacted during that time. Like, it's absolutely insane. So, like, the fact that you came in that first year, I mean, you acted like it. You carried yourself like a 10-year, you know, veteran with the socks. So, caps off to you. I just wanted to say that, like, true professional. And, um, yeah, I mean, it's a complete honor, man, to have you on. I mean, this is – this is. I mean, you know, I mean, there, there's a lot to be said, too, about, like, the environment, which is created by the fans, you know. Um, so there's dudes like you guys, you know, that like really make you like check into work every day. You know, I mean, there's dudes like you guys who have so much passion for the game and so much passion for like how we're doing and like, like, you know, really ruin your day if we suck, you know, like it, you know, and really be pumped, you know, when we do good. So, um, you know, that, that passion goes a long way and, I, I, you know, I wish I could say all players, you know, like uh, feed on that. Um, I think they do. Uh, the ones that do realize that, I think, shine in the big markets. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, you know, going to work in a museum that's sold out every single day. I mean, let's get it on, man. Get yeah. it on. No. Johnny, I wanted, to, uh, I wanted to ask you, you just um, – that 2013, it was just a, a total embodiment, I felt, of, of Boston. Um, you know, when the marathon happened, were you guys, like – I know you said when you came into spring training, everybody was ready to go. Everybody, you know, you've kind of already reiterated it, picked you to be last. You know, you signed like victory, no Napoli. You didn't replace like Crawford and Gonzalez with big superstars. Um, so was the bombing like kind of a moment that you guys were like, we can do this now? Or were you, were you already like feeling that beforehand? No, we were pretty locked in, to tell you the truth. Um, but there's one thing I always mention about it, which like, it's funny like how it gets lost in like translation so like there's the bombing and we take off to Cleveland and you know we do all the stuff and then there was uh the big first game home with David Ortiz's speech but people forget like the Bruins were in the playoffs Stanley Cup right they go all the way to game seven and I'm telling you like everyone in Boston and all of us we're just like so pumped for this huge Cinderella story that the Boston bombing happens and like how quick, like we're going to heal because we're about to have a parade, right? Like within months of this yeah. and they go to get seven and it was just an absolute shoe in that they were going to win Absolutely. and they freaking lost. And ever <laughs> we could have lost it. It is what it is. But like, in my eyes, like, they totally paved the way for us because we just yeah. saw the hope and the excitement and all this stuff. And, man, it might have been too early to win, you know, how the story's written, you know. Like, yeah. you know, there had to be some more grieving going on. But um, coming into the clubhouse after game seven in the Stanley Cup, like, the following day when they lost, it, it to me it was a total different feel. It's like, mm. frick, like, it's on all right. now. <laughs> Like, yeah. we were kind of just playing the nice guy, like, oh, yeah, with the Bruins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, man. Hey. And, you know, NFL's not going on right now. And we're like, oh, snap. Like, right. uh, uh, fuck, we got to turn it up a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. 
I, I truly, truly believe, like, after that loss, you know, everyone goes, oh, David Ortiz's speech, like, yeah, it was awesome, cool, you know, but um, I, I think, like, for the, uh, you know, the, the, for the season and for what almost happened and didn't happen, it was like, now all eyes are on us, and, you know, yeah. we, uh, I don't know if we turned it up, but we just knew what was on our plate. Yeah, I think uh, I think for me, the big takeaway from that team is you kind of use the word um, healing is that I feel like whenever you guys got to the ballpark, it was a fresh page. I, in fact, I think you guys didn't lose more than three in a row the entire year. And, yeah. you know, that ALCS, you're facing a Tigers team that has Verlander, Scherzer, Anibal Sanchez, and you guys almost get no hit the first game. Um, you know, there's a one nothing game. I think it was game three where Napoli hit the solo shot. And that, you know, I think that the team hit under 200. How did you guys just, like, continue to keep faith? That whole series was unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, we look back at, like, these numbers. I'm telling you, like, inside the clubhouse, like, we didn't give a crap about the numbers, you yeah. know. We, like, oh, you hit 200. Like, I hit a homer in, a, in the World Series. It was like – my first hit or first like some and I was like I had no idea like the only mission was to win you know and it was ever you could bring to the plate like you know we talked time like you know do like Mike Napoli he'd go 0 for 4 but he'd see 35 pitches to take the starter out you know in the fifth um you know the the little things like that uh going 0 for 4 but playing great defense the 0 for 4, but, you know, give a scouting report to another guy uh, that helped him. Um, yeah, I mean, we, you know, and then, you know, you look back on it too. I, I don't think we had anyone in the top 10 in Cy Young or top 10 in the MVP. We, uh, you know, we weren't the best individuals by any means, but, um, man, as a ball club, you know, we, we, we just made it go. Absolutely, man. And, Hey, you, you, I mean, you shine big time, man. World Series, that, that 387 foot three run shot uh, to give us a lead. And, uh, you know, is it true that you were initially not even in, you know, the starting lineup initially? And then because of uh, Victorino, right? You had back pain and then they plugged you in. And then, yeah, you were the hero of that game, essentially. I mean, take us through that, that day. I mean, because you were a huge factor in that. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, so I wasn't in the lineup. And, I mean, you have two, like, total different routines from when you're playing and from when you're not playing. You know, from when you're playing, you know, you got to be ready from Jump Street. You got to be ready at 7 o'clock, right, when, you know, the bell. If you're not, you know, you, especially in a National League environment like that, um, you know, you got to be ready for the bullpen, pinch hitting, double switch, stuff like that. So it's, um, you know, we're so routine-based that you know we stick to our program but you know and the starters hit in the first group and the second group so they can go inside shower eat get the whole deal um the third group is you know for the guys that aren't playing because you've got more time because you're not gonna be in the game till the fifth um so yeah i mean it was like 6 30 and john farrell comes running out he's like hey hey victorino got scratched um you're gonna be playing left i was like cool he's like that's it? I'm like, yeah, dude, I've played left plenty of times in the big leagues. Like, yeah. you know, relax. I got it. I got it. Be all good. Yeah. He's like, what do you need? Do I need to finish my BP routine. That's all I need. I'll go get a PB side, put my uni on, and roll on out there. 
Um, but yeah, man, it was, uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, I, uh, you know, as a young kid, you know, you hit those World Series home runs in the backyard. But, you know, once I got to a pro, um, you know, I never knew what the outcome would be. But the one thing I always fought for was just the opportunity. You know, I just wanted, I wanted the opportunity. And, um, you know, I was, I was fortunate enough to get it right there. And I was a tough pitcher. It was a Seth Mattis that came out of the bullpen. So, obviously, the, the matchup was totally swayed on him, right-hand sinker ball guy. And I hit lefties really well. Um, but, yeah, I just, I just had to dig into my memory bank and do all this stuff. And, you know, I caught him slipping on a 2-2 count. What did uh... – what did Big Poppy say in the dugout before the home run? I know there's that a classic image of that. What uh, what did he exactly say to you guys? Yeah, I mean Big Poppy, man. I mean this dude. If you don't like Big Poppy, like you're a dork, flat out. You know, like <laughs> and on the other side, like this dude's so amazing. He's such like a real life cartoon character. Like he's bigger than life. He cares about everybody. Uh, you know, he knows when to ring the bell. He knows when to blow the whistle, and um. I mean, there's a reason, like, that speech, like, doesn't happen in baseball, right? Like, where else have you seen, like, a team gather in the dugout? Like, that's hard, man. Never. That's really 24 dudes staring in another dude's eyes, and he gives you a pep talk. And, you know, you got dudes that are 34 years old making $100 million, and they're like, I don't need your pep talk. But right. Right. when David Ortiz is talking, you know, everything's different. And, um, you know, you just – you know, at that time throughout the game and the game before, like we were not playing like the 13 Red Sox. We were playing like, I don't know, something wasn't on the line or whatever. I, you know, I say we just kind of had our heads stuck in the sand, looking around, waiting for someone to make the big play instead of going out there and making the big play. Um, you know, that's what he touched on. And then there was also that moment, the stand up for cancer too during that half inning. Um, and he has, you know, he has this big old pep talk speech. And I think the first two batters got out in three pitches. It's like, I ain't going to work, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Dustin Bedroit had a stick two out knock. David Ortiz, of course, walks. And I came up, change, and it's all history from there. Absolutely, man. And, you know, that must have been, like, a crazy story for you as well. Because I was reading some bit about your life story, man, like, before, like, I was just, you know, getting, getting hyped up for this interview, and I saw, like, some crazy stuff, man. Like, honestly, props to you. Like, like I thought the Marines was crazy, and then I saw, like, like you survived a heart attack, man. Like, some, like, crazy accidents. Like, damn, all those guns, man. Like, let's go. Like, that's insane, man. Like, and then, like, that moment, you're just, like, crank it. I mean, that was, I mean, honestly, caps off to you, man. I mean – Crazy story, awesome career, and yeah, man, this, I mean, honestly, probably. Good. Yeah, it was all good. I mean, I, I always say, like, you know, everyone's got a story, man. Some are bigger than others, but, you know, everyone, you know, grieves differently, you know, takes the value of stories differently. Um, but, you know, how you get your motivation and what you do with your motivation, you know, is, uh, you know, definitely individual. But, um you know, it definitely uh, is a unique path, if you will. Yeah, but, uh, absolutely. Um, it, at the end of the day, it makes me appreciate, you know, all these uh, opportunities and, um, you know, the, the 
the ability to get a day in the big leagues, to be able to get a hit, be able to get a few hits, homers, uh, toe the line in the world. I don't take any of it for granted by any means. Absolutely, man. No, awesome. yeah. Now, yeah. now it's my to give my knowledge back. Yeah. No, man, honestly, like, like, I can't say it enough. Like, caps off to you. Such a dope story, man. Like, I'm hyped up thinking about it. Like, a legend. Um, I, I know you don't have too much time left. So, you know, I, I, I know it was tough getting you on in the first place, so I don't want it. I don't want you thinking to regret it, but um, I, I just want to say thank you so much. Um, yeah, Andrew and I yeah. are – Yeah, I just uh, – I had one more quick question. Um, you know, a lot of people know you as the uh, as a World Series champion with the Red Sox, but you also want to ring with the Royals. Um, I know you're only there. You only played 12 games with them. But um, I feel like that team dynamic was kind of similar to the Red Sox. Not not as much, obviously, but um, I want to just talk a little bit about that team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, there, there, there's, you know, different times in your career by any means. I mean, you don't need to hit a homer in the World Series to honor your World Series ring. You know, you don't need to be a starter to honor the World Series ring. Um, it was just the path that I took. You know, I signed with the Braves that year and got traded over to Kansas City. Um, Kansas City front office thought, you know, with my experience at that time, been in the playoffs five times in the World Series, two different times, won one, lost one. Um, they're just coming off losing one. Um, you know, I, I, I wasn't a guy by any means, you know, I mean, they had a freaking great team, um, but what I went over there and, you know, it, you know, regurgitated everything that I knew. And, you know, I got some of pitchers tips. Uh, I got some, you know, scenarios that might happen. This not might happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was just as involved, you know, uh, as if I was an everyday dude. And now that I'm on the other side as a coach who's not going to make an out or not get an out, you know, if I got a World Series ring there, I'd honor that one just as much as the one I got playing um, for the sophomore. Things are tough to come by, man. It's the most elite franchise ever to be a part of is Baseball World Series. Uh, something you got to earn and you can't buy. But, yeah, that, that ball club um, – Man, that ball club was good. Way different, you know, than the Sox by any means. But one thing they do share is world champs. Absolutely, man. Got two rings and two rings. So I was like, I'm out of the game. <laughs> hey, you're, you're showing off, man, at that point. Yeah. No, yeah. Thanks again, man. Uh, yeah. Thanks. I, I mean, I'm looking at the poster right now. I got 2013 World Series champs. And I got the whole team. So, uh, hey, man, this is unreal. Salute to yeah. you and your family. Yeah. Um, Wishing you the best, man. If there's any way we can help, um, feel free to reach out whenever. So, wishing the yeah. best. Thank you, right. Johnny. All right, guys. Good luck. Be good. Take it easy. Thank right. you. Thanks again, man. Here, hold on. I'm just going to end it, and then I'll – just because it's still recording. Well.